This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Eve Kavanagh. And you're listening to Agony Rants. So this is the show where you get to send in your problems and we get to have a little laugh about them or maybe give a bit of advice. We love I it. said to Neil at the start of the show, we have to introduce and say what the show is for new listeners. <laughs> this is the show where a Eurovision winner and a comedian sneer up their sleeves <laughs> at people with genuine problems. No, that's not entirely true. We're very sympathetic sometimes. We really are, Neil. We really are. We really are. We're just putting out fires in people's lives. Uh, totally. And we love it. Yes, we absolutely do. <laughs> so, Neve. Yes. I've had quite a week. Oh, have you? Yeah. Tell me about your week. It was not a week <laughs> where my shining professionalism shone through. Oh, what happened? I I almost forgot a gig. No. Yeah. Basically, right, this is what happened, right? And if you follow me on Instagram, this was on Instagram and this was most certainly on Joanne Minnelli's Instagram. <laughs> 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 because I was rinsed for this, justifiably. Oh. So we were doing a gig in Perth. Okay. Right? Which is in Scotland. I was going to say, were you in Australia? Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Some very bad planning. Perth one night, Glasgow the next night. I know, amazing. Um, so, actually, I arrived in Perth, right? Now, I had to get a megabus. There's nothing more in- undignified than having to get a megabus. Do you know? And do you know what the problem is? That it's called a megabus. Okay. It's like going up and asking for, I'll have an extra large quarter pounder meal. People just look at you and go, Really? It's still a quarter pounder. Really? Mm-hmm. So I had to get a mega bus, right? I had to get four buses to get to Perth, right? And, and was now, it mega? Do you know what? <laughs> Not as mega as they were making out. <laughs> what is it that makes it mega? I think it's that there's a, an upstairs. Oh. I mean, that's not that mega. It's a double-decker. Yeah. Like, basically. It's, it was a double-decker bus, right? Okay. <laughs> and I had to get four of them to get to... Uh, to get to Perth from the from the Glasgow airport. Okay, so complicated. Glasgow like, airport. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty complicated. Uh, and I was absolutely knackered. And I, I had that, do you remember like last week I wasn't feeling too well? No, I Yeah, do. well it, it escalated, Neve. No. I was, I was in a very bad way. So I arrived in Perth and the first thing I did obviously was check out their secondhand record shop. Where? Pride of place. What? They had a cassette single of In Your Eyes. No. On the shelf. They did? No. And I'm not making that up. Do they still yeah. exist? Yeah, <laughs> they, they had it. You were sandwiched between Tina Arena and Danny Minogue. Well, that's not a bad. That's not, <laughs> not a bad not sandwich. Nice I wouldn't be upset with nice that. <laughs> oh my god! A pound. Oh well, I'm still holding my own. It's reasonable because yeah. it probably wasn't much more expensive than that when it went so on. <laughs> you, but now here's the thing, right? In my head now, I'm thinking: Is there some poor Eurovision, you know? you know, fan who has kind of run out of money and had to sell well, it. Well, there was like Tina Arena, Danny Minogue and Neve Cavanagh. I think we can all assume that it's a gay that's dead. Yeah. <laughs> if it is somebody who's like fallen on hard times, do you think they maybe thought about who they'd sell first? Like, <laughs> I, you know, like maybe they're you still holding on to Johnny. about yourself like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're holding on to Johnny's? <laughs> Oh right, so, yeah, it's a hierarchy. So you think they were getting, they were like getting rid bit by bit? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I well, no, like going on recordings alone. Okay, there are some other Eurovision winners <laughs> that, there that I would for. be. <laughs> yeah, but that's you know, you'd be getting rid of those singles first. Okay, you're in no way biased there at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 
and bear in mind, this was Scotland. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, there's Geminis and Samantha Janus and... Yeah, you would think that they would go first. Although yeah, they yeah. would be collector's items, to be fair. Only because they only sold about two copies, me. <laughs> wow, well, that's pretty Have exciting. Have you ever seen Samantha Janus? Is, I'm, 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 I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Is it Janus, Janus? Uh, you say I like know, I know her. I don't. Her <laughs> new name is, isn't it Womack? Okay. She was in EastEnders. Okay. But years ago, like in the... I remember her. She did. I remember her doing it. Vaguely, but yeah. yeah oh, no. dog shit. <laughs> I she cannot be seen to be part of this pink dress And she was singing about um, <laughs> I think she was singing about climate change Oh okay well Well it was very forward thinking for 1990 I know I was going like, to Anyway Okay this is not about me This <laughs> I moved this back is... to my horrific evening Okay come on Back to the megabus So I was off my megabus right, <laughs> right. Joanne arrived from the ho- at the hotel mm. in an Uber <laughs> Which <laughs> There's a girl with sense. Okay. So she got she got a taxi from the airport, right? From Glasgow. Yeah. And she, she looked at me and went, what's wrong? What's going on? You look absolutely wrecked. She was like, go to bed, skip the sound check, just come for the show. Right? So I was like, grand, that's exactly what oh, I'm doing. Oh, she do. did the mammy thing and sent you yeah, home for bed. She was very mammy. Yeah, yeah, she was. Okay. Yeah, she was. She reminded me. Okay. So I went up to bed in the hotel, right? And this was at about, I'd say, three o'clock. Okay. And I said, I'm going to have a one hour nap now and this is going to be absolutely perfect. <laughs> and I I remember pulling back the duvet and going, I'm going to I'll get into my jammies. You got and in your jammies. I was going to get into my jammies, but then I didn't. I, wo- I woke up in my clothes. So I obviously oh. just like threw myself on the bed, fell fast asleep. Okay. And at half past seven. <gasps> no. <laughs> my phone started, my hotel phone started to ring and it was... Joanne hadn't been able to get me on the phone, so she would run hotel reception saying, like, wake him up <laughs> because we have a show in half an hour. Uh, yeah. Oh. So I had a half an hour to get from. How was your brain? About, it, it was about a 10 minute drive away, but I couldn't get taxis because there was absolutely no taxis <gasps> because there was, I don't know, I guess 2000 people going to see Joanne. Well, you're, not, you're not doing that thing <laughs> they do in movies like where they're running through the streets trying to get but where they need what to I be. Said, like, I, oh my God, that was so I rang John back and I was like, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> for some reason I said I have an iron. Because you have that, an iron? Because that's the problem. On this bloody tour, none of the theatres have an iron. Okay. So I took the iron out of the hotel and I was really proud of myself that in my panic, I took the iron so I could iron my shirt, right? And she was like, well, you don't need an iron, you need a taxi. <laughs> it's not an iron. I don't care if you're creased. You better be here. <laughs> yeah, just get here. <laughs> So I couldn't get a taxi. She said, look, I'll send someone from the venue. So okay. they sent, got someone from front of house. Oh, God. To drive <laughs> to the other side of town to collect me. I was only 10 minutes. I know, but I felt I was mortified. Like, I felt like I was okay. Jim Morrison from The Doors. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> strung out on heroin in the hotel room. <laughs> Where they're slapping your face <laughs> to try being, and... Yeah, dragged to the arena. <laughs> slapping like, your face to try and sober you up. It reminds me of a a story someone told me years ago when they were on tour with Jesus Christ Superstar and um, the the lead singer or the lead, you know, Jesus basically was a little bit partial to uh, the alcoholic beverage (laughs) (laughs) and they had to delay the show for technical difficulties one time because he was so drunk and they were literally had him in the shower feeding coffee into him. So they got him through. All, nearly all the show and uh, managed to get him there by delaying the show for technical difficulties and honestly this is no joke when they raise him up on the cross near the end he's supposed to hold on but obviously in his reduced state forgot to hold on properly and fell off the cross <laughs> on stage. Did you make it? 
I, I made it. Now, the show was delayed. Thank God for the Huns that go to see Joanne. Okay, because they were all... Because they were all hammering the bar. They were absolutely... <laughs> they wouldn't come out of the bar. Hockeying the bar out of it. Like, <laughs> so the show was delayed by about a half an hour. So it was grand. Oh, right? okay. So did the show, grand. Then the next morning, I still felt ropey, right? Mm. And we were, we were sitting in reception waiting for the taxi to bring us to Glasgow. Having all the deep and meaningful shots. And then suddenly I started to vomit in book. <laughs> what, right in front of her? What has happened to me? No, I was just like, Sorry now, just one second. <laughs> and I swear to God, for the full day, I was in ribbons and I had another show to do in Glasgow. Well, I have to say, I thought you lost a bit of weight since the last time. I know, <laughs> listen. They say, if they say it's about a gym, it's absolutely no. not. This week, I am doing the Eurovision show. I know, I'm very I'm excited very excited because this is going to be televised. Yes, it is apparently. Don't ask me when. I just, okay. all I know is that we're doing it in the National Concert Hall, which we we would do occasionally, you know, all us Eurovision winners kind of grouped together in various numbers. And um, so we're doing this show with the orchestra, which I love. I love singing with the orchestra. Like, it's so much fun. And um, yeah, so I'm very excited about it, uh, but also slightly trepidatious because um, in your eyes going to be in its original key which is going to be hello hello and uh, in a gig that's not a problem <laughs> but yeah. in a TV it's there forever you'd be great me not to mention Linda will make me wear a dress and you know and heels and no, stuff you'd be grand you'd I know you'll be fine that's the thing about those things is that you like just don't just forget about the cameras oh no, no I don't care about the cameras really I really don't yeah uh, and, and if you ever watch me on TV I'm not really looking for the cameras I mean if they happen no. to go across my sideline there'd be none of that kind of you know look to camera six no no that's yeah. happening no <laughs> to it, me it's always about the audience that are there because so, if you yeah. connect with them then the people out beyond get you so go on give us an exclusive what are you singing uh, I'm going to sing in well in your eyes well, there you go there's a shocker in your eyes shocker. in your eyes and now that we have a cassette that we you, I, yeah. I presume you bought that cassette did you buy that cassette no you didn't no, didn't, no you didn't I left it there no yeah. There'll be an Eve Kavanaugh fan now in Scotland that'll be glad of that. Yeah, oh yeah, thanks. And and then also uh, I will be singing Puppet on a String, which was written by Phil Coulter and sung by Sandy Shaw, who wore no shoes. I'm going to sing Boom Bang a Bang by Lulu, which is basically she wore a pair of hot pants. So I'm just going to tell you that there will be no hot pants or no bare feet. Okay, so uh, okay. Uh, but other than that, it'll be amazing. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> Very are, you going, are you going to do your earrings joke? Might do my earrings joke. It do depends on what joke. I wear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends on what I wear on the dress. But now that you just reminded that's, that's me, I could joke. that probably will work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. No, no. Yeah, very good. If you're going, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, what's the story? Are you like, have you had a rehearsal with the orchestra? No, that all happens next this week. You know, so okay. I, I'll go in and we'll do the songs in my slot, and then we're, I think we're all going to do Waterloo together. There's a shocker. Uh, we're all going to do Waterloo <laughs> together, and uh, so we're all going to sing that, and uh, so we'll probably all meet up and actually I think my solo rehearsal is after that so I'm going to see everybody then they're all going to go away wherever they're going to live and then I'm going to uh, do my rehearsal with the orchestra and then the next day we do the the sound check which will involve some obviously camera work clearly and then the actual you know sure. show and I love it. I love the show because nearly always there's a good group of Eurovision fans in it and I love seeing them. And so oh, I'm, be brilliant. I'm so yeah, excited. I'm so for excited. It. 
we've got a follow-up, Neve. Oh, I love follow-ups. We've got a follow-up, Absolutely yeah. love the follow-ups. I have to say, the mailbox is hopping at oh, the moment. And I'm yeah. so excited, because actually, we were really desperate for people to send in stuff. I love when people send in their problems and Yeah, we're getting loads of problems. And if you want to uh, send in a problem, agonyrants at gmail.com, or if we've answered your problem. Let us know how it worked out. You know, obviously, if there's any death involvement, maybe not. But you Yeah, know, just... there's always a disclaimer here that we've absolutely no business doing this. Oh, no. <laughs> we've, we're, we're, we're completely underqualified. <laughs> We have no business meddling and the, we do it for sheer entertainment value. <laughs> Absolutely. Occasionally to give our sage advice. Sometimes we've done well. Yeah, we yeah, Sometimes we've done well. We've sometimes got... I come away from here and think, God, you know, we actually know stuff. <laughs> we don't think we know it at the time. But then yeah. when we listen back or we receive a reply like this, this is a follow-up from Lorraine. Okay. Lorraine says, Hi guys, I absolutely love the podcast and I'm regularly looking like a lunatic laughing to myself while driving. I have sent stories in and you have put a few on the episodes. I wanted to drop you both a line to say Val's problem about wanting to stay home with her kids really helped me look at my own situation from another perspective. And something that has been on my mind a lot recently has now been settled and no longer causing anxiety. Wow. Look at that! Isn't that fab? Wow. Really just wanted to say thanks so much for covering a huge spectrum of topics and giving us a laugh mixed with brilliant advice. That's from Lorraine. Lorraine! That's so nice! It is absolutely amazing. And you know what, actually? It is true. The only way we can cover those broad spectrum is by you sending them in. I know, yeah. You know, and, and the more you send in, the more broad it becomes. You know, yeah. I'll be honest, you know, our limited knowledge of what how to deal with things. <laughs> it's very limited. And even like, <laughs> but if you there's send no a- harm in sending us a problem that you already have the answer to. Yeah. Just to test us. See if we, see see if we, if we were get right. it right. <laughs> Attention Agony Rants listeners. I am going to be going on tour later on in the year and early next year with my show Glamour Hammer and I will be going all around Ireland and the UK. The dates on sale at the moment are Port Leash, Dundalk, Limerick, which is sold out, Galway, Belfast, Clonakilty, Waterford, Wexford, Sligo, Cork. Uh, I'll be at the Everyman in January. Uh, my Liberty Hall shows are sold out, but we've just put on at Vicker Street, which is very much not sold out. So, <laughs> not just yet. So come along, we'd love to see you there. How do I get tickets, Gary? You can get tickets, Neve, by asking me. I know. <laughs> but all of those other people, they can buy them on GarofFairly.com. Neve. Yes, girl. We are pausing to tell our lovely listeners that we are part of Headstuff Plus, which is a whole community of podcasters. And if you would like to support the show, you can sign up to become a member of Headstuff Plus, and in return for your subscription, you will get access to a brand new feed Ooh. that will be the show, but without the ads. Oh, okay, that without good. the ads, without the cross promos. It's just you dive right in, and you're in it till the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true for all of the podcasts. Yeah, it's all of the podcasts. So You'll you get subscribe for... to us, obviously, and we get the yeah, money. We get the money. We get the money. Everything, and then but you get everybody else's. So you know, ad free. Ad free. And bonus content. Yeah, excellent. It's a good deal. Yeah, it is a very good deal. Um, there are lots of great shows on the Headstuff Network and there are lots of new shows coming, which are very exciting. Yes. Uh, and we're going to promo one here today. Oh, very uh, It's exciting. called For Tech Sake and it's hosted by Jenny Darmody and Elaine Burke, who are the deputy editor and the editor of Silicon Republic. Mm. And they have a new show talking all about tech. Now, it's, is it for beginners? No, it's, it's kind of nerd. It's like for science nerds. Oh, okay. But it's really good. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Their first episode's all about space. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and it's it's pretty great. And they've got brilliant episodes coming on like online abuse. And they've got episodes on like the future of work. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting show. 
Uh, they also have a bonus show that you will get if you subscribe to Headstuff Plus called Tech and Egypt, where they look at tech and the tech that we do not need. Oh, that's amazing. You know, there's tech and then there's what the hell. <laughs> yeah, you don't want your coffee delivered by a drone. No, I certainly don't want that. Fair point. Anyway, have a little listen. Silicon Republic is a great place to read about science and technology from writers like us. And now you can hear what we really think on For Tech's Sake, a co-production from Silicon Republic and the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Elaine Burke. And I'm Jenny Darmody. And together we've been writing about tech for a long time. We've never fallen into the trap of being tech evangelists, but we don't necessarily want to demonise tech with scaremongering clickbait either. Now we mostly take a side-eye view of tech and definitely throw a bit of shade when it's deserved. So if you want to hear us take a look under the hood of both emerging and everyday tech to examine the good parts, the bad parts and everything in between, check out For Tech's Sake on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Tune in and your new robot overlords will thank you for it. Do you rent the place where you live? Well, if you do, you need to know about Threshold. Well, do you know, actually, Grow Threshold is the only organisation in Ireland advocating for the prevention of homelessness. Because Threshold know that the best way to keep people from losing their homes is to support renters. Because that's how people lose their homes. I know, like, yeah, it's true. It's, it's very, very they true. They thrown out of their flat and then they can't find another one. And it's particularly at the moment when we're in a bit of a housing crisis. I know, it's a bit mad, isn't it? So when you rent, you automatically have a lot of rights and it's important that you know them. A lot of renters, they don't actually realise that they have a lot of protections. And the reason they don't lean into them is because they don't know they exist. Threshold.ie provides free, independent, confidential advice to anyone in Ireland with tenancy problems. So if you have a problem with your landlord, you can go to Threshold.ie and there's loads of frequently asked questions, uh, support services, and just information that every renter should have. Yeah, so if you would like to be sure about what your rights are, you can go to Threshold.ie and take their Own Your Rights quiz. For more information, go to Threshold.ie. In fact, we've got two problems. Oh. Yeah, we're going to do two problems in this episode because uh, the mailbox is hopping. People are having a lot of problems. <laughs> okay. Hi, Neven Garode. Huge fan of the show and only recently discovered it and it's been really helping me along on these dark and rainy mornings going to college. The two of you are absolutely gas and you never fail to put a smile on my face. Thank you. Aww. That's nice. College. Do you know what that is, Neve? That's an advertiser's dream. <laughs> we are attracting college age people. Oh, to this oh really? Show. Excellent. Now we're talking. Now they definitely. Ching, ching. <laughs> Do you not have enough of your mammy at home? <laughs> yeah. okay. My problem is one very attributed to COVID. In my. I'm in my third year of college, having started in 2020. I didn't sit my leaving cert and I spent my entire first year online, which meant no contact with anyone bar my family. Oh. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, my second year was half online and half on campus and I found that very difficult to cope with. I have really bad social anxiety, so it was much easier to save myself the panic attack and do my college at work at home. I live in a rural area, so getting to college anyways is a massive pain. I found when I did go to campus, a lot of people on my course who had stayed in the city for the first year as a stu in student accommodation had already made their friends, so no one showed any interest in talking to me. That's very sad. I know. I ended second year with no friends, feeling pretty bloody hopeless about the whole thing and not looking forward to the rest of my college experience. Now, that's hard. That is very hard. And yeah. probably, you know, not to take it away from you, Max, but it's not unique, but it is definitely very difficult. It's a real problem at the moment. Yeah, and it's also something that we have to remember. Yeah. You know, because I think I think people, now that things are back to normal, people forget about that. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Uh, so she goes on. However, this year is turning out to be pretty great. 
Oh. Uh, we are all on campus this year. I've taken a few new classes, joined some societies and I've made good friends already. I really feel like this is my first year and I'm finally getting the college experience I always wanted and I don't want it to end. The problem is I'm going on Erasmus in January to another country in Europe on my own. The more I enjoy college at home, the less I want to go. All I keep hearing about from family and friends is how Erasmus is such a great life experience and that I will love it. I do see that I do see that, and when I think about not going, I feel like I will be throwing away a great opportunity. But at the same time, I'm finally happy at college at home, and I want to actually make a life for myself here at home before I think about going away. The fact that I have to also secure and pay for my own accommodation on Erasmus is putting me off. I am completely stuck. If I turn it down, I know my parents will be upset at me throwing away such a great life experience. But at the same time, I just want to stay at home and live the college experience I deserved, but COVID took away from me. What should I do? I would really appreciate your advice. Thanks for so much for all the laughs. L- loads of love, Maxi. And then in brackets, not my real name, just after my second favourite <laughs> Irish Eurovision <laughs> entry, after Queen Neve, of after, course. Of course, naturally. <laughs> She's very young. She is. Why, why are you Like, whatever so... about remembering Queen Neve because you won, like... What are you saying? Did Maxie win? No, she didn't. I know, but Maxie's brilliant. We loved Maxie in her day. Fair play to... Her. I mean, she's great. clearly got into the annals of history here. She's a, she's a proper fan. Yeah, she's a Euro fan. And, and, we're all, and, and we are always helpful. You know, the other thing is... Happy to help. She we doesn't always... automatically gravitate to the naturals, the, the ones that are obvious. You see, she went and actually really looked at the Irish entries. Nice. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Maxie, I'm not going to lie. Well, she had a lot of time on her hands in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> now... I mean, if you find yourself Googling Ireland's Eurovision entry <laughs> that did not win from the 80s... <laughs> I mean, you should get some sort of a certificate from Bill Gates because you've finally reached the end of the internet. Do not listen to him, Maxie. <laughs> Do not listen to him. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is quite a, quite a thing. If my guesstimate is right, you're probably about the same age as my eldest, but probably in the region of my boys, right? And both of them have had the similar type of experience that you've had. That is very disassociative you know you kind of you're so separate from everybody else and at a very pivotal moment of your life I think you know it's very yeah, difficult yeah because I mean it's at a point where you leave all your friends mm. and then you're supposed to and what's supposed to happen in university and I have to say that I did not have the university experience I my college years were an absolute disaster <laughs> because I went into college and I suddenly became a massive introvert oh yeah there was one or two people I spoke to the odd time, but I, I didn't... You didn't integrate? I didn't integrate at all. Why? And I, I I don't have any friends from that time either. Like, that, that it's that four years of my life that just... Did you still have friends outside it though? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I kept my school friends. Okay. But I didn't, I didn't really click in college and it never worked. But do you not think sometimes that happens to people who live in Dublin and go to college in Dublin? Yeah, I think so. Because you don't live in the same city, so you're not forced out beyond your own life. No, not at all. I think the problem here... Mm is that she's been sold these ideals all the time. Yeah, all the time. That college is going to be this amazing experience, that Erasmus is going to be this amazing experience. And yeah, they are. In an ideal world, they are amazing experiences. But it's taken her time to adjust to college. Mm -hmm. Like She's three years waiting on this first year of 
yeah. you know, of friends and new experiences. And she's finally getting it now. Um, and like, I really, like in reading this, right, I really don't want to say, don't go on Erasmus. Right, yeah. For the same reason that everyone else is saying go on Erasmus, because it could be a great opportunity. Yeah. It could also be that you are now used to making friends. You did it last year. Yeah. You'll be able to do it again. Yeah. You're not going to lose the friends that you already have. No. Um. But that said, whatever about it being a good experience, if you just don't want to go. Yeah. You don't want to go. No, I agree with that. But I think she has to see why she doesn't want to go. The other the other observation I have is, are her new friends also going on Erasmus? Okay. So they could be going away at the same time. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, she hasn't said that. No, but, it, it, you know, that is a possibility too. Yeah. And that's the other thing. You can't stick around uh, for friends. No. On the space and the assumption that they're going to stick around. No, no, definitely not. And that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that your friendship is any less than no, it is. No, no, it doesn't. They, like those people are not just friends with you. No, no, they're because not. you're there. No. There's there's so much more to it than that. Well, you have so, common ground and you have all these things, but that that will still exist when you come back. Yeah. And the other thing is sometimes you go away. Now I'm not a great exponent of doing things because other people expect you to do it. I understand the pressure of it because believe yeah. me. All my career, people have expected things of me and will continue to do so, I think, you know, until I die, probably. that You know, there are expectations in that situation, but you don't have to actually go with that if that's not what you want to do. But yeah. you should, you know, you should, you should be the one to make that decision. I guess the other thing that's on your mind as well is that you're in third year now and college is probably, you're, you're starting to enjoy college, yeah. but you're actually seeing the end of it as well. Sure. Um, and... You're going to have to go out into and, the big bad world that's anyway. that's hard. The, yeah. Like the big bad world is coming. But the mm -hmm. other thing is that she's saying is that she also has to get accommodation and pay for it. Yeah, well, no, that's, now, an, that's a that different And that could day. be unrealistic. That, like that could be financially unrealistic for yeah. her. Yeah. And if that's going to put you on a major pressure and you're happy where you are, well, there's, I don't know why Erasmus, because so many people do it. I know it's a kind of, a, it feels like a new thing to me, but I know it's been around longer, but you know, certainly back in my day, people didn't go on Erasmus very often. I mean, the, not as many people went to uni either, let me tell you. But, you know, the thing is, there's this kind of pressure to be having all the experiences all the time. And yeah. and if you're not having those experiences, are you less or more? It, it's nothing to do with that. It's Your life is your life. So you make your decision on what you want to do. If this fan is going to financially strap you, what what's the point in that? You know yeah. what I mean? If you're really going to be under pressure. But I will say this, right? The thing about pushing yourself beyond when you're socially anxious or if you've had the diff the experience you've had the last couple of years, the more you can put yourself into new situations and recognize that this is OK. Yeah. And, you know, and some will work so out somewhere and won't. But the thing is, you're about to go out into the, the world where you're going to be working and you're going to have to go into new environments, new people. Yeah. So the more experience you can have of doing that in an environment which is more conducive to that, I think is a good thing. That sounds yeah. very serious. Like, doesn't no, it? it's good. Like the more practice you are at pushing, <laughs> pushing yourself into social situations, yeah, the, the easier it'll become. Yeah, because I'm but, I'm rubbish at it. I, you know, oh I, yeah, I'm awful at it. I'm like so nervous of meeting new people that I get completely mental when I'm meeting them, and everybody says, "Oh, you're so good at that," and I'm. But inside, I'm dying yeah, twenty exactly, deaths because yeah. I desperately want everybody to love me. Well, I think the more older <laughs> they do need, yeah, well, the better. They're the Queen of Ireland. They better. I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? We all we all have those social difficulties. We totally do. And mm -hmm. I, I think as well, the other thing, and this is kind of a life skill that you have to learn. Yeah, it is. And that is, 
you've got a choice here. Okay. And one or the other, no matter what you choose, mm-hmm. the big thing that you have to learn from this is that you don't regret yeah. the choice you made. Because like, to be fair, it's a choice between two good things. It's yeah. stay and have this lovely experience in college that you're having and continue that. Absolutely. Or to go and have this new experience in another country. Yeah. And the real crux of her problem here is that she can't cope with regretting the choice that she makes. Either now. way. Yeah. And I think that in general in life, when you make a decision, you have to just learn to live with it. Yeah. Like don't don't put yourself on the hook for this. No, no, no. The, the, you're right. That's actually a really good skill actually to learn yeah. in the sense that, okay, this is what I decide. Now, if you decide not to go and your parents, they're not even in this conversation, right? Even if they're the ones paying for some of this. I'm telling yeah, you now. You to live it. I am telling you now, they're not in this conversation. Speaking as a mammy, right? Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong, I would love my children to be doing all these 500 things and they're doing whatever they're doing, but I let them lead it because as much as I would like to and I'd say to them, I will support them in it and maybe it's a good idea if they did this and chances are it is a good idea. The thing is, that's not my life. It's their life. Yeah, and, completely. And part of growing up is learning to make those decisions and, and it, not let other people make those decisions for you. Completely. And if you feel they're pushing you unnecessarily, right? Mm. Tell them that you were so desperate that you wrote into a podcast yeah. with a Eurovision <laughs> winner and a comedian that nobody's ever heard of <laughs> to get advice on this. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what they've driven you to. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> like, or just play them this. <laughs> I, I, re- like, I really, really think that the other problem in here is that you're being sold Erasmus that this is the only time yeah, no, and that it you isn't will the only ever time. go abroad and work abroad and have experiences abroad. And that's just not true. No, it isn't true. It's just not true. If I you, mean, what if, happened to interrailing? What happened to of course, going, yeah. uh, you know, it, and when you finish uni, you don't have to go straight into a job, although that's the expectation. You know, the thing is, there's a point in your life where you have to work because you have to earn your money. You have to be paying for your house. You have to be paying for your family. And that's important. We we forget that there has to be a time in your life where you can actually go and experiment in different places. Yeah. And this is a great way to do it if you want to do it that way. I know lots of people have done it really well. And even people who are nervous about meeting new people who have met great people abroad. And then I've met plenty of people who haven't gone away and been very happy with that decision. I think the biggest thing here, as Garode says, is you make the decision and you go, right, well, this is what I want to do. And you bring it to the people and say, this is why I've decided to do this one way or another and just say don't give me shit over it. Exactly. <laughs> you know because exactly. actually there's no point in you making you feel bad about yeah. that. But, you know don't make the decision based on what other people want. Go Make the decision yeah. on what you feel and if you're enjoying uni that's brilliant but don't forget that will still be there when you come back. Do you know what I will say as well? Mm. Sometimes now I have this a little bit. Right? Okay go on. Sometimes with regard to travel particularly traveling on your own Okay. when I have to travel somewhere on my own I'm like oh my god how am I going to do this like this is like I remember for example in 2015 I went to Los Angeles for a month and I was going on my own that's big and I remember the morning when I was going I remember thinking Jesus how could I get out of this why like how like because I just felt how am I going to look after myself for a month like a month in this place that I'd never been and it was just the whole thing was terrifying but the thing about it is, when you go to those places, you just... You just do. You just do. Because mm. people travel all the time. But if it's the unknown, yeah, it's it can, you can be a little bit afraid of it. Yeah. And also, if you're going into Europe, the chances are you're going into another language, which is another story. Whatever decision you make, chill the head. Yeah. Oh, you, you listen, you, 
I know you'll make the right decision, Maxie. There's no yeah. doubt about it because I can see you're really thinking about what's important, what's not. And I'm really sorry your first couple of years haven't been great, you know, in uni. I'm, yeah. I am because we all think it's going to be this amazing thing. And I can tell you from my kids' uh, experience that they both had the same situation in the sense that they their first couple of years weren't what they thought they were going to be. You know, the youngest fella his last couple of years in A-level weren't great and your man's first Eurovision or Eurovision <laughs> university it's on the brain. Uh, his first university thing. You know what I mean? It's it is it's terrible that that's been taken away but it's, you it know is terrible. But, but you're only like in your like 20 or thereabouts I'd say. And so therefore you have it all ahead of you. And I know that sounds like such a mammy thing to say, but know, it is true. But honestly, live in the moment, make your own decision. Don't be afraid to go to people and say, I'm not feeling this, I don't want to go. Or don't be afraid to go, I'm afraid of going, but I think I'll give it a go. You know, yeah, uh, and also, the, do you know what the other thing is, right? I don't want to. Yeah. Is a good enough reason. Yeah, sometimes. Like, you know, don't <laughs> don't be searching for another reason if there isn't one. It's just I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not feeling that it. is okay. And it's not like you're saying I'm not going on Erasmus and I'm going to sit in my bedroom playing computer games. Yeah. You're, you're 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 doing a college course and you're loving what you're doing. Yeah, whatever you do, completely own your decision. Yeah, and don't give yourself a hard time if you don't go on Erasmus no. and then a month into it you're hating college and going I could be in. Wherever, don't do that to yourself. No, because you make that decision. Because if you let other people make that decision, then then yeah. then you're going to have a reason to say that. Absolutely no, no regrets. regrets. We'll get yeah. you through it. The way to get over a regret <laughs> is say, "I made the best decision for me at, at the, the time, time with the information that I had then." Oh well, you've prepared that for some sort of tribunal. I have a million of regrets. That's like a tribunal involved in that one. I'd, I'd hide in a basement <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, listen. Best of luck, Maxie. Yeah, let us um, know how you get on. Yeah, love it. Oh, breaks me heart. No, oh, no. Um, we've another problem. Oh my gosh. We've another problem, Neve. Okay. Can we help so many people in one go? I'm not sure. So, dear Neve and Grode, thanks for all the laughs, and I'm loving the podcast. I started listening to the show on my holidays, and I'm nearly caught up. And I'm really sad that I will soon only be getting an episode once a week. Oh. Uh, Tara we're loving Tara Uh, my sister is my best friend we're very close in age and have been very close since we were children we both married and have children but our lives are very different she and her husband have plenty of money hers runs his family business and his family are loaded with a capital L my sister also (laughs) works in the company but only works two days a week I I think I see how this is going to go she has a very nice life My life is a bit different. Myself and my husband both work full time. We juggle childcare and our kids are in a crash. We have a massive mortgage, but things are good and we are quite happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of subtext going on here, I feel. Uh, massive amount. Massive amount. Okay, so the problem is my sister will not stop whinging. It's becoming unbearable. She hasn't a good word to say about anyone or anything. Uh, she talks about how difficult it was to get a builder to do her kitchen and about how messy it was. She gives out about having to work two days a week. She complains that the new car she bought had a problem with the door lock my kitchen is the size of a stamp and my kids will be in college before I get to extend it and my car is 15 years old she just doesn't think before she speaks I love my sister but I'm getting to the end of my tether Um, what do you think I should do should I say it I don't want to fight with her but seriously she needs to have some self-awareness any ideas how I should approach this Tara Garode I feel you have an opinion about this come on you see right 
I gotta preface everything I'm gonna say. Okay, preface. By saying, just because your sister has a lot of money doesn't mean she doesn't have problems. Oh, yeah, no. Right? Yeah. It's not the catch-all solution. No. You know, having money doesn't mean you've got a perfect life, right? Absolutely. It, it just means that you have more opportunities to do nice things <laughs> and somehow end up still whinging about it. Okay. So where are you landing so I'm on gonna this? Pre- I'm going to preface it by saying that it, just because your sister is wealthy doesn't mean that she has no problems. Okay. However, oh. the other thing she doesn't have is that any self-awareness whatsoever. <laughs> like, that's really, really hard. Yo, you've touched a nerve here. What you need to do <laughs> Tar- is sit in front of your sister when she starts whinging and just go, Oh, really? <laughs> See, the problem is, right? right oh, what is it about? He is like, this is very, she, very physical. What's sister, going on here? The sister doesn't feel at home in this world of having loads of money, right? Okay. And what she needs to do is she needs to be told, it's all right that you're rich. That's okay. You don't need to pretend to everybody else okay. how awful it is. Ah! <laughs> It's like, because I can afford to have a whole team of builders in to extend my kitchen, you don't have to go on about, oh, well, it's actually awful because like the place is messy all the time. And it's like, it's grand. You're rich. Okay. It's okay to enjoy it. Okay. She does need to be aware that Tara doesn't have all of the things that she has. I know. My take is slightly different on it. Go on. Uh, you know, in the sense that um, if I was dealing with this, I'd be using humour. You know, if if somebody was whinging about the fact that they can't get a builder in to fix their kitchen, I'd be going, well, do you want to come and sit in my... I see you can borrow my kitchen anytime you like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, come yeah. on down, have my kitchen. I would be disassociating because to me, both of them seem to have the same problem. Right? Both sisters. All right? Uh, because although one of them has a lot of money and both of them seem to have a nice life as far as she's there, they're very close. Yes, the sister, uh, Tara, you're looking at it going, she doesn't, she shouldn't be whinging about these problems because she has money. But the truth is, both of you are not happy about what's happening. You know, you're, you want so to extend your kitchen. they're absorbed in their own lives. Yes, and, and that's natural and proper. Yeah. We all worry about our kitchen. You can look at it and say, she's complaining about working two days a week and all that, but you don't know what kind of pressure's on her to do that and she's working in the family business. The thing is that both of you care about each other a great deal, but you both have different things to be dealing with. and But they're actually the same things. Get no, that. I get what you mean. You know, yeah, and actually, you but the difference is that you're looking at it thinking it must be easier for her because she has money. But, you know, it isn't really. It's the same. It doesn't matter how much money or how much things. It's still the same problems. So, but it's actually okay for you to say to her, do you know what? I, you know, I wish I had your problems. So I, but I get a feeling that maybe, you know, if the other girl is, if your sister is kind of whinging about it, maybe she's not that happy. Well, it doesn't sound like she's happy. No. But and do you know what? I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted. Gross. She's loads of money and she's miserable. I know. Boo fucking who. <laughs> you know, throughout sometimes, sometimes you can be rich and be happy. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I haven't tried I it. I don't know. I don't I know. I genuinely <laughs> don't know how there will be any other way. Listen. You you practically own your own home. You have a like you have a life with boots and your partner, and you've got the high life traveling all over the world with your few bob and all. You know, Perth. Okay, Perth. Yeah. On a megabus. I know. 
totally all over the world, mate. No, I know, but you know, the, the thing about this but is... Today, Perth, tomorrow, Glasgow. I know, but it's hard when other people have money, right? I know you look at yeah. me and you think I have money, right? We, we've never talked about the money thing. Maybe we should after this one. But, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, people may look like they have money. I always say, when you know, when my husband says to me, how can they afford to go on four holidays a year? How can they do this and whatever? I always say to them, you don't know how much money they have. As a matter of fact, you don't know how much debt they have because people yeah. have a lot of debt. Yeah. And, the, and the problem is it brings its own thing, you know. Yeah. So they have the appearance of money, but not necessarily the actual physicality of it. But more importantly, you and your sister are having similar lives in the sense that you're having kids and you're married and you're talking about stuff. You know, and the thing is, sometimes you can only talk about the things that are in your life. So what's happening in your sister's life is that she can't get a builder to do this. She can't get this, that and the other. Or, or she got her car pranged or whatever. OK. You know, and yeah, yeah, it's insensitive because you can't afford a new car and you're you're not being able to update your kitchen. But maybe she doesn't know that. Maybe she doesn't know that you that's what you want. But that's what that that's her problems. That's how she sees it. So maybe you should just say that's a good point. Actually. You know, and maybe you should just say to her, you know what? Actually, I find that really difficult because we're really struggling money wise, and you know, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for you. And if you if you're close as people, you should be able to say it. Yeah. Or use it in humor, like as I say, use humor, which you, you know, be funny about it, and say, Jace, <laughs> I wish I had your problems. Honestly, I honestly believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you hear something that thing, try and think about it in a funny way it might lighten how you feel about it and it will also make her kind of think about it a bit more it's okay to reference it but I don't think it's a very serious conversation unless you're very unhappy that's a good point that's a good point and from reading this letter it sounds like Tara is a lot happier in her life yeah than the sister is yeah but that's that's from Tara's perspective yeah you know, maybe the sister doesn't understand that she's not happy, but maybe she isn't. I mean, as you say, Tara, your sister may not be very happy. So maybe the conversation shouldn't be, will you stop whinging about that? Why, why don't you tell me what's really going on? Yeah, and maybe she feels, maybe she feels that maybe you're the only person that she can whinge to in her life. Yeah. Which is a nice thing. Or maybe she feels that I've got loads of money and, you know, my sister Tara will never have all the money that I have. So I have to pretend it's not that great by whinging. Could be that. Sounds but, sounds very advanced, but uh, you know. But either <laughs> either way, either way, I think it's a conversation. It, you know, you and you and your sister are close. You've been close growing up and everything, and you love your sister. So actually, that's a conversation you can have. Yeah, you know. It now is, it's interesting because she says here the problem is my sister will not stop whinging and it's becoming unbearable. So I feel like Tara is getting to the end of her rope here. Yeah. Well, she's getting beyond where she can listen to it. So if that's the case, then Tara. Don't wait till you're really, really angry about it. This is the time to have the conversation. I know. And don't do it in the middle of an argument or when she starts whinging. Just say, listen, you know, I I notice that you're... Whinging (laughs) all of the time. Maybe not whinging. And I'm sick of it. And I'll turn it a little softer. You know, maybe say, is there anything going on? Is there anything we can help you with? You know, the thing is, things are tough for everybody, especially at the moment. You know, yeah. is there anything that we can help you with? Are you but when she says there's stuff going on, she's like, yeah, my my new kitchen, <laughs> like yeah. my marble kitchen island isn't finished yet. Yeah, I know, but that's not that's not real, you know. So then you counter that with, you know, I, I'm not able to pay my childcare this month because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it's, it, yeah, yeah. you know, you can, you, there are options to kind of deal with that without actually going, 
quit your whinge and or it's all over between us, you know. Because <laughs> if you go wait till you're really cross about this, and yeah, it'll all come out. Wrong. It'll come out wrong, and it's not the way you want to present it. So think about how you'd like to talk about it, Tara, and make a time when it's just you and her and have the conversation. I have to say though, my pet peeve is persistent whinge. I've never had a conversation about whinging that didn't start with Jesus Christ. <laughs> And a bit of eye rolling. A lot of eye rolling. For God's sake, enough of so carry don't on. take my advice. No. Do what Neve says. Do what Neve says. Do the internal Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've helped. I think I think Tara and um, Maxie. Yeah. They're glad of us. I can't wait for their follow-ups. Yeah, we want follow-ups. Yeah. We want more. Uh, listen, it's been lovely to talk to you. Oh. We want to hear from you. Agonyrants at gmail.com. And you can follow both Neve and myself on the socials. I know. If I was doing, I know. I'm. I'm I, this is going to be an argument in a minute. I know by it. I'm glad we address it. Now. <laughs> We're addressing it now. <laughs> Neve's Instagram bet game has literally fallen apart. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I've had you a bad. Need get, few you need to start popping stuff on the grid. Neve. Okay, I'm, I'm going back on. The um, grid. I'll go back on the grid. I've been off grid for a bit. We'll be ch- we'll be chatting to you again very very soon. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.